Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just want to do a quick preview before we get the episode started. Uh, this will just be a match week preview pod. Um, I'm going to open up the pod talking about the Iker Casillas fiasco on Twitter, the Mbappe situation at PSG that seems to be a dumpster fire. And, you know, I wanted to get a recap pod of the previous weekend. You know, we had the Liverpool Arsenal match, which was the big one. Um, didn't work out, you know. Martin was unable to get on the pod this week, but I did do a recap pod with the EPL boys, JD and Matt. So uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on the recap of the past weekend, go head over there and, you know, go subscribe to my boys. They're awesome. So uh, just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Um, the Philly Fan Fest is this weekend and I will be there giving out stickers. I got a bunch of guys staying in my place and uh, so that'll be pretty sick to head over there. So if you see me at the Philly Fan Fest, come say hi. I'm going to be giving out stickers. I'm probably going to be wearing a Ted Lasso hat and a Fishtown John jersey. So I uh, just want to give you a quick heads up uh, before we start this pod. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Cool. If you know, you know. All right, let's get this started. Um, I wanted to open up the pod talking about the Iker Casillas situation. Now, a lot of people are probably like, this isn't a big deal. There's no situation. Come on, Kevin. He was just hacked. Um, Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm not putting a tinfoil hat on. I'm not conspiracy KP today. What I'm trying to tell you is I don't think this dude was hacked. And for me, I think what Iker Casillas thought was a cute joke uh, was actually one tasteless, uh, in poor taste, um, kind of just shitty <laughs> in many respects. So, um, so let's give some context. So on Sunday, uh, Iker Casillas. Uh, tweeted out, where is it? I hope you respect me. I'm gay. Now, that's already a massive statement to say, you know, one of the biggest uh, goalkeepers, legend soccer players of all time coming out of the closet as gay. Um, That would be huge. For one, it would be huge for players who are currently in the closet, who are too afraid based on uh, social media, backlash, whatever, maybe affecting their career, don't want to come out. And seeing a player like that uh, come out uh, would give a lot of confidence to players who are, you know, uh, uncomfortable or scared of what could happen. And in this same tweet, Carlos Puyol also Spanish legend, replies, the time has come to tell our story, Iker, with a heart and kissy face emoji. So that's when I started having some questions. I see this tweet come out, and I see a lot of other Instagram pages, a lot of other news outlets immediately running with it. And, you know, I wasn't like, completely doubtful I was like oh that's awesome if that's true like good for him I'm glad he's able to finally feel comfortable enough to be coming out that's great 
Um, but once I saw the Carlos Puyo thing, I was like, hmm. And the way he responded, and then everyone was doing actual conspiracy theories, like, oh my god, did they have a relationship the entire time when they were winning World Cups and Euro, uh, uh, Euro Championships and all this? Is there going to be this crazy 30 for 30 about how two of the biggest Spanish giants were actually uh, lovers the entire time? Would have made captivating stuff, probably. The first part of it, too, uh, before we get into the whole accusations, um, was the replies under the tweet. Which, if you were a current gay player uh, in one of the top leagues or, you know, any type of soccer league, you would have been pretty hard done by some of the homophobic and kind of just shitty replies underneath Iker's initial tweet. Pretty hard. You know, it's just Twitter anyway. It's already just a sewage plant on there as it is. Now, uh, within an hour... This tweet was deleted, and Iker Casillas came out and said that he had been hacked. He meant no offense to the LGBT community, but totally just taking blame away from him. I haven't seen what Carlos Puyo has said. He's probably said something similar. Now, to me, a lot of people are just going to take that for face value and go like, oh, Iker was hacked. Obviously, he would never tweet something like that. Um something of such poor taste and could be potentially harmful um, to then say psych on something like this. Now, to me, I was coming home from a bachelor party uh, up in New York with my buddy Ricky and my buddy Scott was in the car with me. We're driving back to Philly and my buddy Scott, and this will all make sense in a second, uh, is a Spanish teacher up in New Jersey. Uh, he spends a lot of time in... Madrid. He's married to a woman from Madrid who came here to America. I actually officiated their wedding. Humble brag. But uh, he has a lot of contacts in Spain. Every summer when he goes on his teacher break or whatever, he spends the whole summer in Madrid. Has a lot of Spanish friends. He's a massive Sevilla fan. Um, So when I told this to him in the car, he was like, no way. That's nuts. Um, And then he told me some context. And I also saw these reports coming out as well. Apparently, Casillas had gone through a recent divorce, and, you know, the Spanish media, like any media in any country, are insane. They're hounding you, especially if you're a big public figure like Iker Casillas, who's like a legend in Spain. Um, Apparently, uh, this is just a theory, but it seems like the one I am going to take on this one is that he wanted to do a little ha-ha ironic joke so the Spanish media can get off his back. Just just a, hey, I'm gay, leave me alone kind of deal. And in the moment, he probably thinks this is a fucking hoot and hollering good time, you know? He's got his buddy Puyo in on it. He's like, hey, I'm going to tweet this. You reply. It's going to be so funny. People are going to think we're gay. Um, <laughs> Not fucking funny, dude. Not funny. First off... Uh, as someone who uh, uh, appreciates good comedy, good stand-up comedy, um, poor, bad joke. Especially um, those uh, replies underneath. Also, not funny. Was not feeling those whatsoever. I don't know, man. It just seems like a brain-dead fucking thing to do. And then to immediately come out afterwards conveniently and say you're hacked. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like this does so much harm where like, Oh, like, 
for some players who are, you know, by percentage wise, by the population, there are professional players in the league who are gay. Like it just, if we were to look at, you know, just the world stats, it would just, you know, make sense that there are players and they just haven't come out and that's totally fine. That's up to him. It's none of us should have uh say on that. But if you're one of those players and you see this and you see the backlash Casillas got when he came out uh, as, I guess, fake gay. I don't know how the fuck you'd say it. Um, and then see that uh, it played out to be some type of sick joke. It's just, I don't know, man. I I really do feel as though uh, everyone will just come out and say, I saw a couple of people like Grant Wall or other reporters come out and said they lost a lot of respect uh, for Iker Casillas with this little stunt of his. Um, and I totally agree. I think, how are you not entirely embarrassed by this thing you've done? You've harmed people who are a marginalized group as it is, and you just want to make fun of it, where some of this is one of the biggest things in their life. Uh, so, I don't know. That was just, I want to give my two thoughts on that. I thought it was important to cover, because everyone's just going to chalk it up and it's going to leave, but I just think it's just absolutely silly. I just had one more thing on this too. When people get hacked, especially celebrities or whatever, it's always for scams. It's, hey, I'm Iker Casillas or I'm Donald Glover, whatever it might be. Send me $500 or send me Bitcoin, buy me whatever. It's never, I'm gay. Especially how it was worded with Carlos Pollo, like immediately response under it, being too fucking cute about it. I don't know. I just wanted to add that in there for the people still on this hack stuff. People who get hacked, usually it is some money laundering or MLM or Bitcoin send me money scam. So that's all I got on that. All right, let's move on to Mbappe. Uh, Reports coming out from Mario Cortinega. uh, Cortigana, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but has reported that the relationship between PSG and Mbappe is completely broken. PSG will collaborate with Kylian Mbappe request to leave but not to Real Madrid anywhere, but Real Madrid. Um, and apparently is plans to leave in January. Uh, rumors are back, baby. We are on Mbappe watch. Um, the other report that came out that was pretty groundbreaking was that PSG had paid a communications agency to create an army of fake Twitter accounts. The accounts were responsible for publishing violent and insulting tweets towards certain media and even personalities of the club, and you guessed it, including Kylian Mbappe. Now, I don't have too much on this whole thing besides, like, we're back with Mbappe watch. Rumors are floating, and, you know, um, I love this stuff. When we first did our first ever Lads podcast, the first episode was about Neymar's transfer to PSG, and, you know, it's captivating stuff. Um, The whole, like, fake... Twitter users making bots or whatever to create harmful or whatever has like Russia Gates shit to it. It feels like too like whoa like PSG is really going out of its way to get Mbappe out of the club, which is like their star boy who like is now dictating coaches, management, getting paid a ridiculous amount, and also playing with two Alzheimer's, Messi and Neymar, uh, for his boyhead club. Like insane, insane stuff there. So, um. Only a few clubs can actually afford him, which is Real Madrid uh, or like Man City. So we'll see. I see a lot of people saying um, Mbappe to Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool is never going to spend that much money. I'm sorry. I would love to see the Holland versus Mbappe for years to come. But 
it's not how Liverpool do things. It's not how the uh, Fenway Sports Group do things. It's just not going to happen. Liverpool fans, like I know you, you love to see it, but you also just got Nunez, so I don't find it. I just don't think that'll work out. I'm sorry, guys. Now, I do think it is very interesting that everyone has essentially turned on Mbappe. I haven't heard exactly any quotes of it. So if PSG is doing this hate campaign, they're doing a great job because I'm even posting memes and stuff like that, and I'm not even getting fucking paid for this. So, you know, that's on me. I, I messed up. I, I uh, fumbled the bag on that one, as people say. So, um, yeah. So keep an eye on this Mbappe story. If he leaves in January, um, I mean, everyone's just saying he's going to Real Madrid. That seems like the, you know, number one landing spot, even though it I think there's some Madrista stuff in here where they're trying to drop the overall price and don't want to pay as much as he's probably worth, which would probably be north of 200 million pounds or euros, whatever the fuck it might be. So I don't know. Fascinating stuff. I love a good drama filled. And, you know, I'm sure Mbappe's hearing so much shit this year, especially with Holland tearing it up in the Premier League. Everyone's saying he's playing in a farmer's league. Messi and Neymar have been playing phenomenally this season, too. So taking a little bit of shine when he wants it to be his club. PSG is his club, his boyhood club. He wants to bring the Champions League to this club. So might not. Maybe they'll just, you know, say, see you later. Later, Mbappe. It was cool. Uh, You know, we'll see. All right, let's get into our weekend preview. Um, These odds are brought to you by FanDuel. Um, So FanDuel, please sponsor us. Uh, Let's start off with the Friday game, Brentford versus Brighton. Brentford at home, favored plus 200, tie plus 230, away plus 135. Odds are saying it's pretty much a pick 'em. I really like both these teams, both about mid-table teams. I just, I know it's away, and Brentford is a tough home opponent, but I think I'm taking Brighton in this one if I had to pick one. But to be honest, like, if you're gambling on this one, I'm saying stay away. Uh, Let's move over to the Saturday matches. Saturday, Leicester versus Crystal Palace, 7.30 in the morning. Leicester at home, plus 130, favored in this. Ty plus 240, Crystal Palace plus 210. Lester, I don't know, man. It's James Madison and a bunch of other guys. I really think this might be the Brendan Rodgers. It's at home at the King Power Stadium as well. I don't like Lester in this spot. I think Crystal Palace have been uh, doing very well this season, despite, like, you know, where are they in the table? Let me take a look. Um, I mean,. Wilfred Zaha against this defense, Ezzy. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't feel good about Leicester this season. Jamie Vardy, we've been saying it. Like, when's it going to end? It looks like it's going to end this year. 15th, okay. They're in 15th, nine points. Leicester, four points, bottom of the table. This is kind of like Leicester's, you know, Alamo, loser leave town. Not loser leave town, but Leicester, loser leave town. Um, so I'm still taking Crystal Palace in this one, even though it's at the King Power. Um, let's move over to the 10 o'clock games. Fulham versus Bournemouth at Fulham. I love Bournemouth. In, or, sorry. I love Fulham in this spot. Minus 120 at home. Uh, plus 270 tie uh, draw, I mean. And plus 320 for Bournemouth. I mean, good value on Bournemouth there. But Fulham are going to bounce back here. Great Mitrovic win. I'm feeling it for this one. Let's move on to the next Saturday, 10 o'clock game, 
Wolves versus Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest also dumpster fire uh, at Wolves minus one forty minus one forty five for them plus two seventy draw plus four twenty Nottingham Forest. I love Wolves. I love this Portuguese Wolves. I think they are a fun and exciting team. And Nottingham Forest, man, talk about stock I wish I could sell again. I really thought with all the signing and money being flushed in this, I mean, we'll see. I mean, good value at plus 420 if this could be a pick em, but I'm taking, I'm taking Wolves in this one. All right, uh, let's move over to Tottenham Everton, probably the best game, the final game Saturday at 1230. Uh... I'm taking Tottenham all the way. I know Everton uh, have been doing much better, a lot more organized with Frankie Lampard at the at the wheel. But Tottenham, Kane, Son firing in all cylinders. Kane again, eight goals in eight matches. If Holland wasn't here, breaking our brains and making us throw record books and rec- uh, stats out the window. Um, I mean, it should be Kane, right? Like who? Finishes off this Frank Lampard side. So Tottenham minus 210, plus 340 draw, plus 600 uh, for the uh, Toffees. All right, let's move over to the Sunday matches. Nine o'clock, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Aston Villa at home, plus 370, uh, plus 270 draw, minus 130 for Chelsea. I'm loving Graham Potter in this spot. He's really in proper form with Pulisic. Mount Havertz looking Way better. I just think the fallout with Tuchel, they just needed a change up. And I think Grand Potter's to do it. I think this might be Stevie G's last game. Let's head over to Man United versus Newcastle. Man United at Old Trafford, minus 105, plus 270 draw, plus 270 Newcastle. Now, I'm not trying to be a Man United hater because Martin's not here. But if I were to pick an upset this weekend, I feel like... Newcastle are in a really good spot for an upset. Old Trafford hasn't exactly been the best grounds for Man United in the past year, especially under the Ole regime. I'm feeling Newcastle in this, but I feel like if you wanted to hedge, I'd probably take draw plus 270 on this one. But we'll see. I think Anthony has been phenomenal for them. Uh, Martial with a knock is pretty bad. Ronaldo getting his 700th goal, which I wish I would have reported on earlier this week. Pretty, pretty awesome. So, uh, I don't know. I think this is going to be actually one of the best matches uh, next to the Liverpool-Man City match. Uh, let's move to Leeds. Arsenal leads at home, plus 500. Uh, draw, plus 330. Arsenal to win, minus 185. I think how Arsenal is set up, they are meant to to beat this type of squad. Um, controlling possession. Leeds is trying to go, you know, Jesse Marsh is trying to do punch for punch with Arsenal. Arsenal has the talent has the better defense, all around better personnel. And I feel like Arsenal are built to keep possession. Leeds will get frustrated, and I could see an easy 3-1 victory. I guess I should have done what I thought the score should have been, but oh well, I'm running I'm running rapid on this one, guys. Let's see, Southampton versus West Ham at Southampton. Uh, Southampton plus 195 at home, plus 240 draw, plus 140 uh, West Ham. Uh, away. I'm going with West Ham, picking up better, better form. Uh, we got Antonio Skirmeka on the score sheet last week. Southampton getting kind of humiliated by Man City. So that is kind of a sneaky one. This might be a stay away as well after a team got humiliated like they did Southampton, which again, who doesn't get humiliated by Man City? Um, I would say probably stay away from this match if you're betting. 
Um, and then again, our big marquee match of the weekend, Liverpool versus Man City. Liverpool at home underdogs. Underdog Liverpool plus 300, plus 300 draw. Man City favored in this minus 125. Now, I guess I should spend the most time talking about this match. Liverpool all out of sorts, especially coming off after that Arsenal match. Trent, poor defensive efforts. Uh, just poor defense all around with this squad. Uh, Virgil van Dijk also struggling early while Man City are just kind of hitting their stride right now. I mean, they've been kind of hitting their stride all year, but for me, I am picking Man City in this match. I'm still thinking it's going to be closer. People are saying Holland is going to blow out this squad like 4-0 or something like that. It's Liverpool. They know how important this match is. It's also Liverpool at Anfield. So... I am taking Man City in this in a close two to one match. I'll probably be betting Man City with this. Holland to score as well. Um, but let me see what the over is on this. So I guess for FanDuel, I guess I would take the over two and a half goals. I would if you wanted to parlay that in uh with plus one uh with minus two fifteen. Um yeah, I like that. And then anytime goal scorer, you got to put Erling Holland in this one. So, um, all right, kind of a quick rapid fire. My thoughts on the weekend. Uh, I wish I could have done a bigger preview, but I'm also doing this during my lunch break. So I was just trying to get out a pod for this week. Uh, shout out to Philly Fan Fest. I can't wait to hang out with everybody. Hopefully get a picture of Ian Wright, Rebecca Lowe, the whole cast, Robbie, Sim Howard. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I'm stoked that Philly will be able to host it, host it at Dilworth Park. Uh, shout out the soccer cooligans are going to be there. They're going to be on the pod next week. So that's really cool. So um, again, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Lads Podcast. Uh, make sure to uh, be a subscriber to the show if you're not already. And yeah, I hope you guys have a fun and an exciting weekend. A lot of good footy this weekend and uh, appreciate you all. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for living, a deeper meaning. Yeah. I want to stand with you on a Certainty.